guys! Welcome to another episode of Records Near Me. This time I'll be talking about Jerry's Records, located in the historic Squirrel Hill neighborhood in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The store is currently owned by Chris Grauser, and we'll hear from him later, but in order to understand the legacy of this shop, we have to learn about the man who started it all, Jerry Weber. Jerry first started selling records in the 1970s with his friend and fellow mailman, Jim Petruzzi, in a place they called the Record Graveyard, located above their friend's bar. It wasn't until 1985 that Jerry quit his job at the post office and opened up his own store. Jerry's moved to its current location at 2136 Murray Avenue in 1994, and it may not look it from the outside, but this place is massive. It's 13,000 square feet of space filled to the brim with records, boasting the title of the world's largest all-vinyl record store, with somewhere around one million records inside. The place can seem very overwhelming at first. It's so big you could easily get lost in there, so make sure to carve out a lot of time to check the place out especially if it's your first time visiting. And come with an open mind, because they only sell used records, so you won't find any new releases, and there's no guarantee they'll have the exact album you're looking for. You never know what they'll have in stock, and their inventory is constantly changing, but trust me, there's absolutely no shortage of options. And if you can't find something you like among a million records, well, do you even like music? Despite the unbelievable amount of records at Jerry's, the place is very well organized. Records are separated by genre, there's even a whole room dedicated just to jazz, and then by artist. And you'll find just about every genre you can imagine. That's because Jerry truly loved all kinds of music, so much so that he would buy just about anything to prevent records from being thrown in the dumpster. That's probably how he ended up on shows like Hoarders and Pack Rats. But the man was a collector. And he was really good at it. Jerry's Records was, and still is, very loved in the Pittsburgh community. Even the couple that hosted me in their Airbnb recalled that they had sold some old records to Jerry at some point. Mac Miller took us inside Jerry's Records when visiting his hometown on his show Mac Miller and His Most Dope Family. May he rest in peace. And in 2010, Rolling Stone magazine included Jerry's on their list of best record stores in the USA. Jerry's Records is well-known, well-loved, and well-stocked, and if that doesn't convince you to want to visit, I'm not sure what will. Now, in 2017, Jerry retired, and he sold his store to his longtime trusted employee, Chris Grauser, in order to have two knee replacements. Can you imagine a world where Jerry wasn't selling records? Me either. His retirement didn't last long, because after a couple of years, he started selling records again from his personal warehouse on weekends, with about 50,000 records for sale out of the quarter of a million records in his collection. Just a slight step down. Sadly, Jerry Weber passed away in January of this year at the age of 73. I never met the man, though I wish I could have because he seemed like a really cool guy. This episode is dedicated to Jerry, whose legacy lives on through his store. And Chris Grauser is doing a good job running the store now. So let's hear from him about his role as the current owner of Jerry's Records. Records near me, let's go and see what lies behind a record store's mind. If you're lost, get found, take in the sound. It's the place to go when you're feeling low. So, if you don't mind. 
mind I'll share what we find I'll make a podcast So all this will last If you're lost, get found Take in the sound It's the place to go So let's start the show Records near me. Today I'm joined by Chris Grauser, owner of Jerry's Records right here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, Chris, how are you doing today? I'm alright. And you? I'm good, I'm good. So, tell me, when did you start working at Jerry's Records? So, I think I started in 2009 or 2010. Yeah. Okay, okay. And what were you doing before you started working here? Um... So when I started here, I, it was just a day a week, and I was actually working at a bakery full time. Um, but it was like it's half a block away, and I pretty much come here on a daily basis and talk to everyone. Um, other than that, be, you know, I delivered uh, auto parts for a while, a couple driving jobs, uh, customer service stuff. Worked at a bookstore for a while. That you know, just mostly customer service stuff, I guess. Okay, so you've been working here for a while, and then in 2017, Jerry retired, right? Correct. So what made you decide to buy it? Had you been wanting to for a while, or is this something you've always wanted to do? So, yeah, I actually, uh, me and a, and a friend of mine were planning on opening our own store. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd even gotten to the point where I, I found a building and we were kind of rehabbing it. Um, for that purpose, okay. um, but it was a pretty small, you know, uh, small space, and um, actually, yeah, during that process, Jerry started talking about retiring, and, you know, then it was like, okay, well, you know, I'd go with the sure thing, or, or start my own small store, so I was like, I'd, I'd be an idiot not to yeah, take over right. Jerry's, I mean, I didn't want it to yeah, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what would have happened to it if I didn't buy it. I mean, part of me thinks he maybe wouldn't have <laughs> retired in the end. Yeah. But um, but I certainly didn't want it to just close or for all the inventory yeah. to be sold to, um, you know. So, so yeah, it was a, a decision. But, it you know, in the end, it, it wasn't that hard. I mean, I, yeah. I decided to just go with the, yeah, okay. sure thing that in a place that I, I love and wanted to continue. So, yeah. Was it, so Jerry's been doing this for over 40 years, was it intimidating to take over, or were you just ready for it? Um, no, I mean, I was, I was apprehensive, yeah, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) um, yeah, for sure, I mean, I've never owned a business before, you know, I wouldn't, I wasn't sure, um, I mean, you know, certain things I knew what what I was getting into, but... uh, but then it also came with the pressure of, you know, keeping a, you know, much loved, yeah. you know, uh, institution in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. alive. And yeah, obviously, you know, not everyone is going to be pleased, you know, just like it's going to happen. But yeah, it was probably a little stressful at the beginning. Um, the, as far as the logistics, I mean, that that wasn't too bad because, you know, I'd worked for Jerry for almost 10 years and you know i kind of had a pretty good idea of like okay how do i you know buy records and 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 you know i accounting i had someone that that i inherited from him and you know so a lot of the logistics stuff 
we were able to, um, yeah, that, that was more, uh, a little easier to, 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 uh, navigate, but the, yeah, it was the other, you know, any changes I did make would be the part that maybe, you know, again, like you said, you can't please everyone, so. Yeah. Um, okay, and what would you say is the best part of the job? Oh, um... I mean, I, I don't know, several things. I mean, obviously the, the people that come in, um, you know, the, there's, yeah, you know, I spend probably more, more time than um, other people, <laughs> other employees would like, you know, just talking to people because it's like, you know, but, you know, that's part of the business. You have yeah. to like, but yeah, the people that come in, um, yeah, just making people happy as far as music stuff, you know, it's like somebody looking for a record forever and finally finding it and yeah. just being like ecstatic, you know. Um, oh, that's probably really nice to see. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then just like, honestly, going through records, finding things that you've never seen before. I mean, at this point it happens yeah. less and less, but you know, there's yeah. still the odd collection where you find some pretty interesting stuff. And you know, there's always, there's still that excitement of being a record collector that doesn't you know just because just because i own the business doesn't mean i'm not like also still a collector and someone who enjoys finding like you know crazy mm -hmm. stuff odd stuff you know yeah. so yeah probably doing doing you know looking at collections and you know the the people in the place and just i don't know i mean i i I'm, feel very fortunate i mean to be working in you know, something I love. Like, yeah. I've always loved music. Cool and it's, yeah, so, <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Random question, but tell me about your best live music experience. <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know. The one I'm thinking of, I guess one of my favorite shows I went to was, and it's a big show. I've mostly gone to smaller shows in my life. Mm -hmm. Um one of the larger shows that I went to was the Dio with, uh, or Black Sabbath with Dio, the Heaven and Hell tour. It was maybe like 2004 or five or something like that. Okay. Um, that was pretty awesome. I mean, I was able to get like, it was just standing room, so I was able to get like, you know, five feet away from, oh, wow. from Dio. And that is really um, cool. I don't know, I've always uh, loved him as a singer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So that, that was probably one of the better ones. I mean, other than that, I mean, honestly, just, like, countless, like, basement shows or small venue shows yeah. of, like, local bands. I mean, sometimes those are the best. It's just, like, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. back in Minneapolis, there was, you know, uh, yeah, bands like Skull Kodiak and stuff that were just great. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, intimate shows with just everyone right I'm there. A so. local, local right. And, like, honestly, that I think I think to this day that, Black Sabbath with Dio was the most I spent on a show, and it was fifty bucks. So, which is wow, that's I mean, not bad. no, it's not. I mean, now I now you hear about like, Rolling Stone is going to cost you like two, two, three, four hundred dollars. Yeah. It's just like holy crap. But It'll probably still be nosebleed seats. Yeah, I know, right? Oh it's nuts. This place has had um, some pretty notable customers over the years, uh, such as Robert Plant, right? Yeah. So, have you ever been starstruck by somebody that came into the store? So, I haven't... I haven't been here... I wasn't here when Robert Plant was here. I don't know if he's been in here multiple times, but... I know he was here... 
I think these all happened while I worked here. I just <laughs> happened to not be here. I've been pretty unlucky in that okay. regard. I think I was here once when Ben Folds came in. He used to come in all the time. Okay. Or at least whenever he was touring. Um, oh, yeah, I had that written down, too. <laughs> probably the... Honestly, and this is kind of... Tom Kenny. Okay. Who... <laughs> it's funny, because apparently he's the voice of Spongebob. Right? Okay. So he's, like, the main voice act. He... he he uh, voices SpongeBob in that show, but I I knew him from Mr. Show, the the old like David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, okay. HBO comedy skit comedy program from the '90s, and like I love that show, and he was on there, yeah. so I recognized him from that, and I was oh like, God. wait, are you the dude from Mr. Show? And then it was awesome. I mean, he, he was he's very knowledgeable about music. I think he plays in bands oh, and stuff. Awesome. But um, yeah, he was. I don't know. Honestly, that was kind of like. Uh, I felt pretty, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like starstruck or whatever. But, but we ended up talking and stuff. He signed, he signed this VHS tape and stuff. And I don't know, it was pretty cool. But so in 2010, Rolling Stone named you guys one of the best record stores in America. So why do you think that you guys are one of the best record stores? Um, I think, I think we stand out because I mean. We are, let's just put it this way. We are one of the largest used-only record stores. Mm -hmm. So all we, all we have is used inventory. Um, like, obviously, I think Amoeba, you know, probably has a bigger stores or bigger floor space and all that stuff. But, you know, they, they do new and used, yeah. and then plus all those CDs and all, all the other stuff. So, mm -hmm. so currently, w before this room is opened, I think we're the largest, largest vinyl-only record store, at least in the eastern half of the country. So... Um, you know, and we carry everything, and I mentioned that before, but yeah. I think that's one of the, because, you know, most record stores nowadays are kind of like boutique shops, where it's just like, mm -hmm. you know, they might have 500 square feet in which to shop, and, and, you know, and when you have that kind of limited space, obviously you're not going to bother stocking, like, you know, K-Star records, right, because, like, yeah. what, you know, once in a blue moon somebody comes in and asks, where's your Andrew sisters, you know, so mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it makes sense that these smaller stores don't stock that stuff, but I think that's what, you know, that's why I take pride in this place, because we carry all of it. I mean, yeah. like, we we even have poker records. We even have, <laughs> like, opera, right? I mean, opera mm -hmm. does not sell. Yeah. You know, it, does, it just doesn't. Um, easy listening, big band, you know, all that kind of stuff is just, like, it's not hot-selling stuff, but, you know, we have the floor space for it, you know. Mm -hmm. What else am I gonna? It's not like I'll ever have enough Led Zeppelin records to to take up all these shelves that we have. So, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, I, I like that we carry everything and we maintain the sections. Everything's pretty well organized. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I take pride in in the appearance of the store and and how we you know are able to keep such a huge inventory um, relatively well organized. So I think that. Um, yeah, I think those are the things that kind of maybe set us apart. Um, okay. Yeah. So what is your process for recommending um, records to people? Like if somebody asks, they come in and they're like, give me something. What do you, do you, what kind of questions do you ask? Or do you ask any questions? Or? That's, a, that's a good question, <laughs> but a tough one. And it's a tough, it's a very, actually, that's a, a super hard thing to deal with. Right. When people come in and um, because it is it's a very 
I don't know. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it, I I would say this. It would be easier if if everything was at our disposal, mm-hmm. right? And that's what makes it difficult because when when somebody comes in and asks, "Oh, do you have um, Leonard Cohen, for example, or something?" and you know, we'd be like, "Oh, it doesn't look like you know." And then and then you try and think of something else, but then the other things you think of, you're like. Well, crap. We don't. We probably don't have that either. Or we don't. Have, you know what I mean? Oh, because yeah. a lot of that stuff just flies out the door. You know. So like, mm-hmm. with a used-only store, it's just like inventory is like mm-hmm. changing so quickly, and the the stuff that everyone wants is just okay. so in demand that it just goes quickly. You know what I mean? So yeah. then then you're struggling to be like, okay, well, what do we have that might be similar? Um, so that that part's kind of difficult. Um, but you know, we. we yeah, and sometimes I just I throw it to someone else who might be a little more, you know, somebody comes ask me about hard rock stuff or metal or, or um, I mean, I have a pretty good, you know, knowledge of most genres. But, you know, if somebody comes ask me for, for big man recommendations, I'm going to give them to Fran. Like, Fran is the man yeah, for that be because right. he, exactly, because he's, he's like an encyclopedia of, yeah. of that kind of stuff. So it's, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, but, yeah, it's that's that's probably... Believe it or not, one of the more difficult things with the used place is like, what what can you come up with instead of the thing they ask for? Yeah, that, that's probably the. And I remember even Jerry, like uh, that's probably one of the harder things with the record store is like yeah. trying to trying to come up with suggestions, and have it be something that we that you have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's probably easier for places that sell new stuff, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, and what would you say to do you have anything that you'd like to say to somebody that listens to this podcast and decides, I want to go to Jerry's for the first time? Sure. Uh, have time. Okay. <laughs> Set aside time. Um, because we, like, a, you know, we have a giant inventory. It, it's a, I mean, it's a great place. A lot of people come from all over the place. I mean, we have people come from overseas even. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, and there's, you know, again, it, stuff like best-selling, like classic rock stuff, it sells quickly. We get it in all the time. But you know, for for more, you know, I mean, our rock section is giant. I mean, there, there's, you know, our jazz. We have a whole room of jazz. We have a whole room of classical. I mean, yeah. you know, as long as all you want is not just Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, which, again, you might. You know, but there is a whole store of stuff to explore. And yeah, I would say save some time. I mean, like some people come in and spend two, three days in here, you know, because it's just, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's. there's I feel like you could, man, I feel like you could probably spend the rest of your life in here. I mean, there's stacks (laughs) on stacks. And I haven't even. I mean, there's stuff I'm still surprised to find in here sometimes, you know what I mean? Or just like, you know, I feel like I've. I've seen a lot of records over the years. I feel like I've seen most most records, but every once yeah. in a while, I, st- I still see, see stuff where I'm like, oh, well, huh. that's the first time I've. I always wonder what Jerry was like, because he's probably seen everything under the sun. But there, you know, every once in a while, there'd be ones that he would, you know, be be amazed with. I guess as time goes on, that's probably the thing that gets to be the 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 exciting thing is like, yeah, you know. As it gets harder and harder to see something new, mm-hmm. you get that much more surprised when you see it. Yeah, I guess the moment becomes more special. Yeah. <laughs>
yeah, it's a it's a mecca. Come 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 to if you're in the religion of records, mm-hmm. come to the do the pilgrimage to Jerry's at, at some point <laughs> in your life. Yeah, oh, I'm glad I did. <laughs> And that's all I've got for you today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope it makes you want to visit Jerry's Records in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Make sure to like or follow Records Near Me on your favorite listening platform so you can stay updated. Until next time. And for those of you wondering how an amateur like me can randomly decide to make a podcast, I've been using Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Best of all, though, Anchor is totally free. So if you want to make a podcast like me, just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.